Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Lifting Coast. We've got Sochi this weekend. What's going on, Scott? Not much, man. We're doing a, we're doing a remote episode today, so it feels a little different. It does. This is our first remote episode. So for everyone who's listening, um, typically we're sitting right next to each other, but um, we're in completely different worlds today. Yeah, we're in different worlds, but Sochi, I'm excited, man. You know, what George Russell posted was the truth. Weekends just don't feel right without F1. Man, it feels weird. And like we've had so much f1 when the off season finally hits i'm gonna feel like kind of lonely on sundays <laughs> it's kind of become like a religion for me to be honest with you like i i like i wake up early i do what i need to do like i'll go to the gym during qualifying day i'll get ready i'll clean my house and for the race i'm just chilling watching the race so i don't know man it, it definitely feels different without f1 on weekends but i'm excited because you know even daniel ricardo posted it it's race week right it's it's damn race week and as Americans have got NFL football on Sundays, um, you know, I think the rest of the world looks forward to Formula One Sundays. So race week is big. Race week is huge. How do you feel about um, what's her name? Emma Redanku? She's like Sunday is a religion for her to watch F1. So I'm guessing she won't be able to do that as she's a big star. But, you know, she posts a picture in front of it. Um, I know she spent some time with McLaren's team. So. I guess it's just growing up on the other side of the world when you're British. I'm telling you, man, like I, I we talked about it when we did the Schumacher review last week. Like I used to it was Sundays, big barbecue, people come over and the race was on. Like that's how I grew up. Would it be weird for you to watch a race at like three or four rather than like in the morning? Because, you know, that's how it works over there. It's like it's a, it's yeah, a daytime it's, event. It's daytime event. Like I literally on sundays we would have people come over my mom would do a huge cookout tons of food everybody's got a drink and then around two three four o'clock depending on where it was in the world like race starts man and everyone everyone's there like huddled up in the living room for um you know lights out and then kind of as the race goes on people mingle drink and then you come back to watch the end like that's just how it was that's a lifestyle man and shout out to crofty man i've like we talked about it crofty's the man i love listening to crofty the og the og we got to get him on lifting close one of these days yeah let's manifest it crofty mr david crofty you're coming on our podcast one day and you're gonna give He's us coming on. <laughs> you're gonna give us a genuine, authentic lights out for our takes, just for our takes, not the ones we take off of the F1 races. You're gonna give us one for us. That's it. That's how we're gonna green light the episode. For sure, for sure. <laughs> That's how we're gonna green light it. So, what do you think about Sochi? Uh, obviously, a couple narratives. I mean, the the running narrative for throughout the whole year will be Max versus Lewis. I mean, um, McLaren looks really strong again. Uh, Ferrari says they're coming with a big engine upgrade very soon. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of narratives at the top of the half of the standings. There are. This is also uh, the last race that Valtteri Bottas won. Yeah, in 2020, right? And so, then, you know, we'll, we'll see. And I think the other thing is, how's Lewis feeling? You know, we, we saw the Red Bull headlines that he's over-dramatizing his his injury and he's fine but you know he did take a, a wheel to the head bro <laughs> i would love for christian horner to have a wheel just uh, like a, a massive what is it 1800 pound 
F1 vehicle just go over his head and say he's being dramatic. Like, I mean, (laughs) he said it got tighter. The adrenaline's worn off. What is so wrong about that? Those guys are Red Bull, man. Like, honestly, this may be the number one pot that beats on the Red Bull team, but like, no, they do no, it no. to themselves. That's they do what I was going to gonna say. That. They do it themselves. It has nothing to do with us. They do it <laughs> themselves. Like the mosquito. I mean, I don't know how many lives he has or how many times he's going to keep coming back and biting people, but you do it to yourself, man. You bite people and then they want to they want to smack you and kill you. That's the thing. It's like Eve, it's hard to like them because the way that they conduct their like every day is just kind of like it's it's mis- it's mischievous and evil. Like I don't like them. And what, how, how, do, how do you feel about, like, actually, like, Max as a person? Like, I know you don't like him as a driver because he's Lewis's rival. How do you feel about Max? I don't know, man. We talked about this. Like, I never see him dapping up his, his team. Like, I don't know. Max, I feel like Max operates in a silo. Yeah. I mean, he did take Kiviot's girl. <laughs> Listen, he not only did he take Kiviot's girl, he took Kiviot's baby, fam. <laughs> did he take the baby, too? I don't know, bro, but I, nothing would be funnier than Danny Kivak coming and knocking on the door to come because it's like his day to have his baby and Max opens the door. It's just be so <laughs> awkward. Oh, what's up, man? Oh, you good? Yeah, you good. Oh, yeah, you're not racing anymore, but here's your baby. And yeah, I'm smashing your girl. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I'm, I'm the number one driver on your team. <laughs> like it's your old so awkward. Team. Uh, so awkward. I, I'm not a Max fan. I'm a Max. I'm a Checo fan, though. So like that's the one thing I like Red Bull. It's a one word yeah. thing. I mean, I I like Checo just because I really like Racing Point and Aston Martin. And I know we're going to cover a little bit on Aston Martin. And I guess the question is, uh, you know, Lawrence Stroll is this like, you can just tell the way that he walks around the track, the paddock, like he exudes confidence. He's kind of got his own little vibe as opposed, like similar to Toto where he's a boss. Mm-hmm. Um, he is doing whatever it takes to bring this team to relevancy. They just hired, uh, you know, Martin Whitmarsh from McLaren who spent 25 years there. Do you ever see, or do you see Aston Martin winning in the next five years? No, because McLaren hasn't won since 2000 and what? <laughs> like, that doesn't change anything for me. If they t- if they signed Total Wolf, then maybe I, I would get it, but you guys didn't do anything. Like, you guys just, you, I mean, I mean, it's like saying if, um, if if they picked up one of Ferrari's Ferrari's or OG people that were part of like Ross Braun that was part of um what uh Michael Schumacher's run, but like he hasn't done it for so long, so it's like I mean people become washed up. So I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not putting anything into it. Like I think I think it's a good acquisition, but it's not like it's game changing. That that's my thoughts on that. Man, I I really like Aston Martin. They're like my. You know, Mercedes, my number one team. They're my, like, number two team. Is that because of Checo and Stroll, or is that because they have a Mercedes engine? It has nothing to do with Mercedes. I like I like both Lawrence and Lance Stroll. Um, and you know what? Obviously, I think Vettel's great, but, you know, he's kind of at the end of his, his career, so... I think he'll be he won't be there for more than a few years but I'd love to see Aston Martin kind of climb the ranks and compete with McLaren and Ferrari yeah you know I I'm a I haven't picked a like a a one team like I like Ferrari when I was young but I don't know if I'm gonna pick the team I like Williams I don't know Williams just for some reason even if George was not Williams I would still like Williams I like McLaren I mean I like Mercedes like we said on another podcast I don't really root against any other team other than Red Bull 
That's These all. are the teams that I feel have no business in F1. Haas. And that's it. I, <laughs> you, you really don't like Haas, eh? Bro, there's such an embarrassment to the sport. Like, at least Will, look, Williams, the car looks the car looks great visually. They've found pace. They've got better this year. They've got the history. Like, there's nothing about Haas that's good. I mean, I like their looks of their old cars with the black and gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was good. That was good about Haas. Um, so, it's confirmed that Haas hasn't yet locked up their seats. It's it's widely speculated that they will return Mazepin and Schumacher, but by chance, if they don't, do you think they pick up the Asian driver Zhu because he brings thirty million dollars? Like just the same reason why they have to lock up a German driver for Michael. I'm sorry, Mick, not Michael. But both Mazepin and Mick, there's dollars behind them. Like Mazepin's dad, I believe, is a big investor into the team now. No, so I'm what I'm saying to you is that if Mick leaves for Alfa Romeo, let's just say theoretically speaking. Does does Zoo but, like most likely have an F one seat because they're saying Zoo's the favorite for Alpha Romero, and if Mick does somehow take that Alpha Romero seat, let's say Giovanazzi loses his seat and Mick gets it, then it's like I, I'm pretty sure Zoo's destined for a 2022 F one start. I think that uh, if Zoo's coming to F one, it's going to be to Alpha Romero. I think Mick is staying put at Haas. Giovinazzi is 100% out of a seat next year and Zoo takes his job. He's been making a, a, a late, what is it, what would too, we call it? A late bad. push. A too late little, push. too late. You think I, so? Like, my whole point with that is like, just everything in life, all of a sudden there's pressure and now you're performing. Like, what happened to every other race? Like, it just shows you, you got to have the desire to perform without, like, he's obviously not a self-starter. That's my point. Yeah, I mean... You're, I, I feel like the Italian racer for um, Alfa Romero is kind of important, though. I, I feel like that, that is a thing. Like, I, F1 has a lot of politics in it. We're not going to be naive and say there's not a lot of politics involved. I mean, money's obviously a huge thing, but I think Listen, having an Italian driver sells cars. Winning sells cars. And Alfa Romero ain't selling cars because of Giovinazzi. But he is selling probably merchandise from in, in Italia. But he, he, Alfa Romero's not winning, though. That's the difference. They're not winning. They're trash. That's yeah, the I mean, I there's mean, the middle pack. We are going into this new era. I was reading today, Ferrari is already um, advancing pretty quickly on their car for next year. Man, we've got a lot of racing left this year, and we're going into the unknown. Like... The entertainment, the um, the just the total amount of pressure, unknowns, the anxiousness that teams must be feeling. It's like I'm on my I'm on my toes, bro. But so I get why you're on your toes. But I want to say this though, I really do. And I look at it very differently than maybe a lot of people do. But there is a budget cap starting in 2022, right? Mm -hmm. There's no budget cap this year to develop the car. That means your powerhouses with money will have a head start. So you have to look at it that way where Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren will all have a head start on the cars because they get more money. They're more storied. Williams will be great because they got a massive investment when um, I always forget his name. Was it Capito or something like that? Yeah. Capito. Yeah. Capito's bring a big investment. So I think like those will be your top five teams because the rules don't really kick until 2022, right? They can still spend money, the, obviously not as favorably now, but... They can still spend more money now. So I think teams with bigger bankrolls will have a head start. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, 
There's there's lots to figure out. At the end of the day, you can have all the money in the world like Ferrari and develop a shitty car. Like we've seen it. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, that that's always a possibility that you can develop a shitty car. So let me ask you this. If we're bringing to like kind of history and, you know, we're ha- going into new era, is Red Bull kind of like the Ferrari of today waiting for... M- Michael Schumacher, a.k.a. Max Verstappen, to bring them back to the promised land. Does it feel like that at all to you? Because I was drawing those it parallels. It does, it does. Because what was it with Schumacher? It took him, was it five years to bring it to Ferrari? And this is Max's fifth year. No, I think he started in 2017. Or was it 20? I think 2016, he was driving for Toro Rosso, Toro Rosso. And then he made the switch in 2017. So maybe 2022 is the year, bro. Listen, listen, <laughs> we'll see. That's a long shot. But getting back to um, the race this weekend, there's five points between Max and Lewis in the driver's championship. Whew, I'm I'm so nervous, man. Like, I'm going to be watching practice, quality. Like, if it, the thing is, like, it doesn't matter if Lewis gets first or second. His starts are not as good as Max. This is a Mercedes favorite track. Right. So we'll set the tone there. It's also a lot of overtaking. So it should like I feel like Max is going to take the penalty and still get a lot of points. I feel like he will take his engine penalty. Um, no, I, I mean, Max is going to start at least in fourth. No, fifth. Because you got to oh, no, Least is fourth. But if one of them are because he has a three grid penalty. Oh, yeah. He's got his three grid penalty yeah, for regardless. Sure. That, that is that yeah, is 100 yeah. percent locked in. So you got to think of this. Right. So. I'm going to say one of the Mercedes will get pull. Max will probably get second in, and then it'll be Mercedes three and probably McLaren and Ferrari all mixed up. And George doesn't make it to Q3 this time, calling it. Um, so I think Max is going to start like fifth. And you know what it is. When you start on row three, it's a bigger hill to climb because if, if Lewis is on pole, he's going to take away because McLaren's not catching up to him and they're going to be holding back Red Bull. So I think yeah. that this race will be a lot different. Like if he was starting in second, I would get it because Max is is actually we had we had the same thing in Italy. Everything was l- lining up to be a Mercedes weekend at the Temple of Speed, and it backfired. So everything's lining up to be a good weekend in Sochi, and I think Lewis, if he starts pole and gets off, that's great. But then my biggest worry and concern will be the margin for error where it, when it comes to strategy and pit stops. Yeah, but Max is being held up by the McLaren pace, bro. That changes everything because Lewis will get out to a good like 10 to 15 seconds. What if McLaren doesn't, doesn't do well in quality? So who? So he's going to be held up by someone Ferrari. slower. He's going to be held up by a team yeah, that's slower. Yeah, but he'll have no issue passing. But at the beginning of the race when you don't have DRS... I, yeah, I don't that's think so. For sure. So, you know, Lewis has got to secure pole. He's got to get off to a good start. And then, then we've got to be hopeful that there is no other variables, no engine problems, no punctures, no pit stop problems, no strategy issues. Yeah. But my whole thing is like, if, if let's say he starts behind one McLaren and one Ferrari, Bottas and Lewis. Well, Valtteri, you're going to be on fresh tires, bro. You got to prove something, right? Like if you're Red Bull, you take you take the engine swap now and start it last. You, then then Lewis is going to win it this race some, for sure. Exactly, but it makes the most sense because if you're starting this race, say best case scenario fourth, mm-hmm. um, 
you're at a disadvantage. If you start this race fourth and then you replace your engine later on, that's two races that you're going in with a disadvantage. Rather just sacrifice and have one disadvantage. So does Lewis and Mercedes think of taking their engine penalty today? I mean this week, not today. Yeah, this is it, man. The strategy. I'm, I'm sure both teams have got it on the table. They're discussing it. Um, so let's discuss it. So, okay, I'll give you my, my reasons on why Mercedes should do it. And I, I'm, pro, I'm pro of doing it. This is an overtaking track, right? Yeah, I mean, we saw what Bottas did last week. So you start 20th, you're going to get into the points. He's, he's going to get into like, Lewis Hamilton's a better driver than Bottas. So barring all things, Lewis will get up to third. Max already has a fourth, uh, a three-place grid penalty. So I'm assuming Max is probably going to finish, if he doesn't take the penalty, he'd probably finish first or second, but he's not going to be getting off to the start in clear air being at pole position. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's say Lewis climbs up to third, Max finishes first. Okay, so now there's a, a point differential of eight points. Yeah. Okay. So now there's a 13-point lead. Following race, Max takes his penalty and starts last. Then you get your advantage back. But my whole thing is like Sochi makes sense because it's an overtaking track. If you both take the penalty, well, Lewis will be ahead of Max, right? Lewis will be in 19th. Max will be in 20th. Mm. And then you let the chips fall where they fall, right? And I, just the way I look at it is it just makes sense because you don't want to go into a track like... Um, Zandvoort, which is so hard in overtaking and then take your penalty. Do you know what I mean? But also Mercedes may want to just take the extra points. Maybe Max finishes with maybe just a little bit of points and Lewis has a 20 point lead and they find another track to take the, the penalty, right? There's so much different things, but I think the case is if Max is going to take it, if you hear any rumblings, you guys take it as well because it just makes sense. And, and I think Bottas is a better driver than Checo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, wow. You know, this is where this is this is such a, a chess game, right? Like the sport has so many variables. The strategy component is equally as important as the driving side of it. So So what are you doing? If I'm Lewis, I'm not taking the penalty this weekend. You're taking your lead. I'm taking the lead. Because if I can finish first and get fastest lap and somehow Max doesn't finish on the podium we get the nice swing. Yeah, that makes sense as well. Do you think even Ma if Max finishes um even if Max finishes second, we're talking about Lewis going into a 1 point lead. Yeah, I mean Max wouldn't finish second though. I'm I'm if he takes a penalty grid. I'm like kind of I'm like 99% sure he wouldn't finish second. Yeah, but let's say Max doesn't and he just has his three place grid penalty, there's a good chance he finishes second. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think he would finish second. I I So I'd be favorable if he starts. He finishes third. I think Valtteri has the pace to, to to beat him if he starts there. So I think regardless, as long as there's no crazy crash or incident, Lewis comes out of Sochi in the lead, and it could either be a one point lead or it could be a, a double digit lead. So what is what's the over and under? Oh, not over and unders, but what are you taking? The single digit lead or double or a massive lead? Single digit lead. Okay. And what happens with Ferrari and McLaren this weekend? I think McLaren rides the high and um, they extend their lead on Ferrari. Okay. Is Danny Ricardo awakened? And, and I don't mean he's going to be a winner. I mean, like, 
He's had very good finishes in the last three, four races since around the, I think the, I want to say just before summer break. Has he woken up in his McLaren car? Has he found pace? Has he found comfortability in the car? Is Danny officially here at McLaren? It seems that way. I mean, I guess there is some validity to the fact that um, you got to learn and, and figure out the car. And Danny is showing that. So well, this weekend will tell a lot. If he struggles and qualified, well, then we just know it was just bullshit. But ultimately, um, everything is pointing in the right direction for McLaren. Okay. I, I mean, I think, I think McLaren is the third best team on the track. But hot take, I think Williams will be the will be in that conversation with Ferrari and McLaren next year. If, if if everybody stays the same. I think Williams is on the upper eyes. That's a big yeah. reason why Alex Albon wants to go there, from what I read. There was an article that he said he feels Williams is on the way up. Williams is on the way up. They've got the money. They've got the backing. We're going into a new era. I'm telling you, next year, there's going to be so many just variables that people did not account for. Alfa Romeo is not going to be terrible. Williams ain't no, going to no, be no, like... No. But who's going to be terrible then? I'll tell you who's going to be terrible. Okay, Haas will be me. terrible. Um, so Haas is going to be terrible. Alpine is going to Alpine is going to screw up. Okay, you're, they're, they're you're a cross hater though. You're a cross hater. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so Alpine and uh, Haas. So that's four drivers at the bottom. And then I'll say that Alpha Tori and Red Bull both screw up. So Wow, that's a hot take. So Red Bull will be uh, fighting for the mid-pack. Alpha Tori will be bottom. So we'll have those six at the bottom. So you basically have all Mercedes engines at the top. That's right. You have Mercedes, Aston Martin, McLaren, Williams, and um, Ferrari. Ferraris, I mean, we don't talk about Ferrari in this podcast, bro. They're, we Rest in peace, Ferrari. We don't know them anymore. We, we don't know Ferrari for what it really was. Yo, the Tafosi left my heart. The Tafosi <laughs> left my heart, like, legit. I mean, I, it's not even like a bandwagon. It's just so sad to see such a storied racing team just be... Bro, you can't have that kind of story and money and get it wrong. Yeah, that's, that's the issue, right? It's like, Williams didn't have the bank, right? By the way, rest in peace... In figurative terms for racing, Claire Williams died for Williams Uprise. <laughs> she Facts. died in that one world. But like Williams didn't have the money, right? They were still a family operated team. Ferrari's getting 70 million um, euros a year just for being a storied franchise. So it's like, Yo, you, that's you have almost no the entire budget of Haas fam. Yeah. So it's like, how are you guys not in the race? I mean, they were in the race in 2019. So it's been two years. I, they just messed up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's your final I'm thoughts. Just looking, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to it all. I'm also happy that, like, you know, Raikkonen's on the uh, is gone. Like, we've got, we've almost got a completely young future of racing. Like, I'm excited for that. And I think that Alonzo, Vettel, um, it just, they're just a few, few years away from it. And really, I think Lewis, too. Like, Lewis is going to kind of, I think there's about three years of solid racing left for him. Lewis, three years, yeah. And then George so Russell. Think about it. Like the whole grid is going to be comprised of like young talent. Danny Ricardo is going to be the next reckoning slash Alonzo. Because he's still yeah, in that yeah. 31, 32 year old age. So he'll be here for That's the next like, eight years. Um, so closing thoughts. Qualifying Saturday. Give me your one, two, three, four, five. Okay, qualifying for Saturday. Here we go. Um, okay, I'm not going to account for Max's uh, grid penalty. Okay. 
Max is first in quali. Lewis is second. Lando is third. Ooh. Bottas four. Leclerc five. Wow. Okay. No love for Danny. Rec Danny, eh? Yeah. Let's hear yours, brother. I got Lewis Paul. I got a I got a Mercedes lockout front front row. Yeah. Um, I, but I'm accounting for Max's penalty. Max is gonna finish second, so he'll be fifth. Um, and then I got the McLaren boys three and f three and four. Lando Ricardo. Yeah, I got Lando Ricardo. So I got so my All actual right, my actual is Max second, Lewis Paul, Valtteri third, um, Lando fourth, and Ricardo fifth. And Max will obviously be in fifth because his three place grid penalty. And then uh, let's let's talk about the actual race. What do you got? Uh, actual race, I got Lewis first, Lando second, Max third. Okay, I got Bottas, Lewis, and Lando. Lando or Max, wow. but I mean, I, I think Bottas. Bottas is gonna repeat. Bottas, Lewis, and Lando. Yeah, you know what? I I felt what you said was very accurate. I feel like Bottas has looked really good. And I feel like a major weight has been lifted off his shoulders. Big time. So I, I think time. he'll do really well. Um, la quick couple quick fire questions. Is there a red flag this weekend? No. Is there two or two or uh, two point five over or under on safety cars? Under. Um, is there an accident on the first turn or first lap? Is there? A, is there? Yeah, there is. And That's easy. Which team is it? That's guaranteed to um, hit. Guaranteed to hit. You're going to see a Haas Alfa Romeo like crash. All right, cool. <laughs> any, Yo, any last thoughts? Yeah. One thing we didn't cover that I think we should um, at, on the next ep is uh, there's already reports and, and kind of like media building this narrative about a Rosberg Hamilton, Hamilton Russell correlation next year. I don't want to even hear that talk. I'm going to, and Toto has already addressed it. Yeah, I mean they're they're at different stages of the career, but we'll, we'll 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 talk about that. We'll probably save that for like next week after the race episode. But I mean, anybody that's tuning in, we appreciate you guys tuning in. It's gonna be a fun weekend, and that dynamic is not gonna happen, man. Lewis is thirty seven; he's not a thirty year old that's trying to battle for his legacy. So, all right, we'll see you uh, on race day. All right, peace. Later.